The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Tuesday, ep- uh, Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And appreciate the opportunity you've given to us to be part of your day and given to me to be able to chance to share a few minutes of God's Word. I commend you for joining us, whether you're watching this live at 11 or watching this or listening to this archived later today. I would greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day, be part of your Christian journey, and to be able to encourage and challenge each other with the Word of God. This morning we're going to be in Psalm chapter 92 as we continue slowly walking through the book of Psalms. And today we're going to talk about an issue that it can become a hot topic. I, I intend to completely stay away from any of those questions. I want to focus on, uh, and we look at Psalm 92, the focus here is on worship. Actually, the title right below the chapter division here says a song or a psalm or song for the Sabbath day. This is a song that was written for the point of worship. It's kind of instruction, shall we say, for worship. And like I said, sometimes this topic of worship can become a level of debate. And, uh, and I, I, I tell you, that is not at all what I want to talk about today. I want to talk less about the styles and preferences of worship. As much as I want to do is look at the Word of God and find out what God says should be the heart. The heart of worship, the reason of worship, the purpose of worship. What, why are we doing it? What should we be doing? Things of that nature. And I think that the psalmist gives us some very simplistic yet powerful instructions and purpose behind what we're doing. Why are we worshiping? What are we doing? Why do we go to church? Why do, why do we sing corporately? Why do we you know, do things of that nature? Uh, some of you say, I'm not even really good at singing, and yet somehow they make me stand up in church and sing. Well, I hope we can learn a little bit today that this worship is far much more uh, than just whether I know a song or whether I feel comfortable singing. There's so much in our heart that comes in the aspect of worship. Let's go ahead and read the first couple of verses of Psalm chapter 92 this morning. It says this, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery, upon the harp with the solemn sound, for thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in thy works, of, in the works of thy hands. So we start off, I want to really, uh, just in the, for the first couple of minutes, focus our attention on the first phrase, or the first half of verse 1, where the psalmist says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Worship is obviously an aspect of giving thanks. Uh, in Philippians, we're told uh, to get in everything, give thanks, we're to rejoice evermore. Uh, many times, so in fact, in, in another passage in Psalms, make a joyful noise. Unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. And so this aspect is to give thanks. But I, I want to take this first section and just think of the idea if it's a, a good thing. We understand it's a needful thing. We understand it's, it's a powerful thing. But to any of us, it's an emotional thing. But what I see here is that it's a good thing. Can I, can I encourage you that when we look at the Word of God, you know, you study the book of Proverbs, and there is, you know, the four different descriptions of people. There's the simple, there's the fool, there's the scorner, then there's the wise. And you can sit back and say, well, I can choose to be whatever, and it doesn't necessarily say this is, you know, evil and this is great or whatever, and some of it is. But simply it comes down to, do you want to be wise? 
Do you want to be known as a wise man in the book of Proverbs? So you're going to read these instructions. We look at this. It's not one of those. He's not saying it's an evil thing not to do it. He's saying it's a good thing to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible clearly talks about the need for worship and what happens when you don't. This chapter specifically just talks about if I'm going to go to worship on Sunday, or in this situation, the Sabbath, which would have been Saturday in Old Testament, why? What, what, what am I to participate in? He said it's a good thing for you to be there. It's a good thing to worship. It's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. You know what? I take time to give thanks to God. I'm reminded of why. Why do I give thanks? I give thanks for his goodness. I give thanks for his grace. I give thanks for the fact that he loves me, that he takes care of me, that he knows me. And when I'm giving thanks to someone or, or some situation, I'm being reminded of how what it influences to me. Over the last weekend, uh, on Sunday morning, we were able to, as the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we were able to honor some of our first responders here in Ben Salem, and uh, we uh, thanked them and gave them a plaque. And, and honestly, we're really trying just to uh, say thank you for all they do for us. And that term, why? When we use the term thank you, we're reminded that these people are doing something for us. And they do. They, uh, they serve us when we're down. They protect us. Uh, they take care of our city, these type of things. And we say thank you for the service they give. Now, Jesus is not necessarily rendering a service. When we give thanks to him, we're reminded of who he is. But we're reminded how amazing he is and how awesome he is. We're reminded how powerful he is and how much he loves us. It's just, it's great to uh, be reminded of who he is and what he does in our lives. So he starts off, it's a good thing to give thanks. But he also, remember, when you see the word and, so it's a good thing to give thanks and it's a good thing to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To sing praises unto his name. You know, when we come and we worship, uh, it's not about whether or not I am familiar with the song or it's my favorite song or things of that nature. It's about my heart of worship to God. It's about my heart coming and lifting up what I know of him, what he's done for me, what the Bible has to say, and just exalting the name of Jesus. It's just exalting the name of Jesus and thinking of all he's done for us. In one passage of scripture, we're told he put a new song in my mouth, even praising to my God. Now, a lot of people want to run and say that means we have to have a lot of new songs in church. I'm a big proponent of new music. Uh, when I mean new, uh, there's good new music written today, and I think it's good for us. It challenges us to get out of the rut and to think about the words. But that's not necessarily only what that phrase means. A new song means a different song. When I am saved, there's a new song. There's an old song in the world. There's an old thinking. There's an old pattern. When I come to Jesus, there's a newness and there's a new song. There's a new excitement that comes into my life when I praise him. So it's a good thing to thank the Lord. It's a good thing to sing praise unto the name almost high. But then he continues in verse 2. He kind of talks about some of what is in it, some of why we do it. He says, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Now, some would say, well, that means I must do my devotions every morning and my devotions every night. And I'm, not, I'm never going to say it's wrong to read your Bible more often. But really, what, what, what's, what's being said in this passage is when I wake up in the morning, it's a good thing to be reminded of his loving kindness. I don't know what's coming today. I don't know what he is going to allow me to face today. I don't know what it is that I might need to go before his face for today in my family, in my marriage, in my ministry, in my personal life, and the battles that I may be going through. I don't know what it is, but I'm reminded when I wake up in the morning of his loving kindness. I'm awake. I'm living. I've been offered another day by the Most High God, and I get a chance to go out and live and, and, and to love life and to serve him. It's a great reminder to show forth his loving kindness. But then when I go to bed at night, every night, his faithfulness. Why? Because he's kept me throughout the day. 
you know, when I go to bed, there are some things that, you know, I knew I had to deal with that day. I didn't get done. Or things that, for whatever reason, I, I, they're overwhelming, and I just wasn't able to completely solve it. And it's going to maybe take days, and sometimes things that have come into my life that day that I'll have to carry with me for a while. When I go to bed at night, sometimes these things can keep me up. But can I encourage you that we wake up with the loving kindness that God has given us another day, and we go to bed at night reminded of his faithfulness, faithfulness for whatever it was that came that day or that we believe we're going to face the next. And I go to bed, and I put my head on that pillow, and, and I can be restful. Not because all my problems have been solved, not because there's no problems, not because I know everything that I'm going to do and how I'm going to solve these things. I can go to bed restful because of the faithfulness of God. So when I worship him, I'm reminded of his goodness, I'm reminded of his loving kindness, and then I'm reminded of his faithfulness. This is why we go and worship. Verse 3, he talks a little bit about how worship is done, he says, I will, I will worship upon an instrument of ten strings and upon the psaltery and upon the harp of solemn string. Most of it is strings. Now, can I, can I encourage you? We have to be careful when we start looking at saying, okay, only certain, you know, th this, this verse talks about three different types of instruments. I'm going to stay with those, only these kind of things. Those instruments are different than they are today. We know there are different types of instruments today. Can I encourage you that pretty much most every instrument can be used to worship God? There's a way, and I would say there's a way where we can use music to point it to us or use music to point it to God. It's the heart and how we play it. But the thing is, there's a variety. I love it. I love when we get multiple instruments and multiple um, types of music together just to add more and more of this. That's really what it is, adding more. I love it when there's extra brass in our church or extra strings and, you know, an extra guitar or things of that nature, piano, digital piano, all, all of these things. They add to the ambience. They add to more in the air of worship, and it kind of gives us a little more comfort to sing out. I love that, but it's just more of taking advantage of the talents and the things that we have and just enjoying more. And honestly, it's just more beautiful. And when we add these extras, it's just beautiful. And when you listen to somebody in a worship song and you hear an orchestra behind it, I tell you, it just fills the room and it's powerful, right? It's the idea. Not everybody can do that, but that's the idea that we add more. It's great. It's a great opportunity for worship. Verse 4, he says, For thou, Lord, hath made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. You know, we sit back and actually in this aspect of worship, he talks a little bit about us. Lord, you have made me glad through your works. You have brought peace. You've brought joy into my life because of what you do, about all the things you've done in my life. Lord, I've watched you work. I've watched you work in my home, my family, my marriage, you, through me. Lord, how dare, how is it that you would work in, in through me, that you would do things for me, that you would show love to me? Lord, uh, thou hast made me glad through thy work. And so I will triumph in the work of my hands. I will continue to go forward. When I worship, I find joy, I find strength, and I find triumph in his work. We look at these things and, and we, we say that this is the premise of worship. You know, we can come to church and we can go through, well, I know the song I'll sing and I don't know the song. Or I'm not really, I, I don't sing a lot. I'm, I, maybe I'm not good enough to be in the choir. And, and we go to the passage where it says, make a joyful noise. And, you know, preachers like to joke about whether you're a good singer or not, sing out. Can I encourage you that outside of the silliness and the sarcasm that sometimes will come from these passages, can I encourage you that it's not about talent. It's not about ability. It's not about even whether... You think you're a great singer or not, or even enjoy singing. All of us, I believe, enjoy singing. God's put that desire in our hearts. We're not all great at Can I tell you, though, it's about the, the thing we want to sing about. And when we fall in love with God, there's part of us that understands the joy and the beauty that comes 
and singing out. You see, Pastor, you, you're, you, you, you enjoy singing. You're not that bad at it. And while I enjoy singing, it doesn't make a difference if we're talented or not talented. It doesn't make a difference if the church will ever ask us to sing a solo. When I'm sitting there singing, I can sing out and praise to God with the voice that he's given to me because my heart can't contain the works. I'm telling you, when God does works in your heart, you want to sing it out. And I encourage you, don't hold it in. Don't sit back and say, I don't know if I'm that great. Remember, this is a good thing. It's a good thing. When the Bible says it's a good thing, it's something we should do. When God says this is a good thing, man, that's, let's do it. Let's not sit back and say, I don't know. God has told us in Scripture this is a good thing to do. And let's not stay away from the good things that we can do. If it's been said to do, let's do it. Let's sing it out. Let's enjoy it. And let's enjoy the chance and the opportunity to worship God with the voices that we have been given. Thank you so much for taking this Tuesday to give us a chance to be part of your day. Uh, this is an encouragement to you. Uh, we appreciate it if you'd be willing to share it or subscribe to it in the different platforms you're in. Those are huge encouragements to us. If you're willing to do that, we greatly appreciate that. Again, I love the opportunity to be part of your day and to share God's Word with you. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you'll come back and join us again tomorrow. God bless.